Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Whoops. Hey, Dave, how are you? Whoops. What, what kind of intro is that? I know, that? it was Whoops. really loud in my ear for some reason. I'm sorry. It's okay. I like it. It's, it shows people that we're very yes, spontaneous. It's, it's setting the and, bar and high for today's podcast is what I'm doing. Exactly right. That is exactly right. Everything, everything after that, depending on how you look at it, is either much better or exactly, exactly. It can only go up from here. Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm fine. It has been a while since we spoke. I know. Well, Christmas season is upon us, and in this household, we are full blown Santa Claus preparation. Matt mixed with a little bit of fear of having somebody break into the house in the middle of the night when he's sleeping. So we're really vacillating between I can't wait for Santa Claus to come to I'm going to throw salt in his face if he comes in my house. So it's it's a process. Yes. Interesting. Wow. We, we took okay. the little guy to go see Santa today, which was a lot of fun because it was a complete meltdown. do tell (laughs) and and i shouldn't have you know it just he's kind of been a little uh, difficult lately so i i took just a twinge of satisfaction and kind of watching the freak out and insisting that i get a picture for prosperity (laughs) which i know makes me sounds like the world's worst mom and i swear i'm really not but it was funny no it makes you it makes you sound like a normal mom who's you know Kind of had it at times. I have when kids well, he, are, when kids karmic yes. justice comes. comes he he me. hasn't been feeling well, and he's he's going through some medical things. So it's kind of it's making him really grumpy and really tired. But he won't sleep and just really crabby. And it's just I've I've really been trying to to be happy and upbeat. But when you have a kid like literally screaming in your face seemingly 20 hours a day which it's not it's probably closer to 12 but it feels like 20 hours a day um you know watching him go to a strange man and kind of freak out on him for a little bit gave me a little bit of a respite good i'm glad i'm not glad for him but i'm glad you do what you have to do right Well, just think of those nights when your kids were screaming in, you know, when they were infants and it's like, it was 10 minutes or five minutes and it felt like an hour. So I can only imagine hour after yeah, hour he's, of that. It's, it's been hard. I mean, it, he's not always, you know, when we're playing Polar Express or Grinch, he, he's a little bit satisfied, but when he doesn't feel well, there's not a lot you can do. And it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I remember when Caroline was was a baby, she was colicky, and I think Kara was borderline suicidal and homicidal after about a month or two it's of hard. that. And I can't say I blame her. It's it was hard. brutal. It was brutal. There was literally no No, there's downtime. not. So but you know, what are you gonna do? At least at least we're in the position where they know what's wrong with them and he can't get treatments. And this too shall pass. And I have a fantastic freak out Santa Claus picture that I can, you know, hold over his head for years to come. So I do plan on when he runs for president someday, I think I can release it. It would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what you want. (laughs) 
All right. Should we turn we should, to the because it's actually a really important topic. Today we're going to be talking about the OMP Patient Centered Care Act. Um, and if you're in the AMPT network, which you should be, AMPTLife.com, um, there's been some chatter about this. We've also been chatting about it on Facebook, um, trying to get people more involved. And there's been some questions about, you know, what is this? Why should I care about this? And what can I do? So that's going to be the purpose of today's podcast. Um, so should we just jump right in, Dave? I think we should. Why don't you okay, tee all this, of this up this is, It's been a while since we've put out a call to action, so I'm kind of really excited to, to rally the Amped Army and give everybody something concrete to do again. Uh, there is a new bill uh, that we support that will fully help the community. It is H.R. 5262, which is the Medicare OMP Patient-Centered Care Act. Um, which I know is a mouthful, but we're going to break it down in today's podcast. We're going to talk about what this bill really says. We're going to talk about its potential impact on the limb loss, limb difference community. And more importantly, um, and what kind of gets me excited is what the listeners can do on its behalf to support it. So a little bit of background, Dave, um, and then I'm going to let you hop in on kind of the the meat of this legislation and the the information that the viewers really need to understand it. But AOPA has been working on this since early 2019. So this has been an entire year in the making. Um, And the bill was finally formally introduced in the House November 22nd. So today is that we're recording this on December 11th, so about 20 days ago give or take. So almost three weeks ago, it was introduced uh, by four members of Congress, including uh, Mike Thompson, a Democrat from California, Glenn Thompson, Republican from Pennsylvania. I'm assuming they're not related. Are they related? No, That's very just cool. Both Thompson. Um, Butterfield, who is a Democrat from North Carolina, and Guthrie. Am I pronouncing that? Guthrie? Guthrie. Guthrie, I think. Okay. Republican from Kentucky. There's an R in there that I didn't expect. Um, okay. That's probably because I misspelled okay. it. Okay. We're going to go with Guthrie that. then, a Republican from Kentucky. Um, and the bill introduces several issues of importance for the limb loss community. And today we're going to kind of break it down and talk about the key provisions that will impact the limb loss, limb difference community. And without any further ado, take it away, Dave. Thank you. So um, one thing I'll do before I get into the into the meat of this is I will Peggy and I have always been very transparent about, um, you know, different organizations that we're part of. Um, and I um, I'm currently now on the board of AOPA and, and Peggy mentioned AOPA at the beginning of this. I'm on the executive committee there. So I just want people to be aware that um, when when we mention AOPA, um, I am, you know, I am affiliated with them as a board member now. Um, and I just want the community to know that so that there is no confusion about it and people questioning, well, he didn't disclose that and he's got some kind of agenda. Um, so I just want to get that out of the way right up front. Um, HR 5262 is an interesting bill and it really has two central goals. Um, one is to make sure that patients have access to appropriate, safe, um, effective care. And the other is to reduce fraud, waste, and abuse in the Medicare program. Um, and in all honesty, Peggy, most of the fraud, waste, and abuse concerns 
are not centered primarily around prosthetics. They are more uh, bracing, orthotic-driven, you know, uh, bracing and support-type products. Uh, and we'll talk through that a little bit later on. But that doesn't mean that um, we don't have something to say that's important and that our voices don't uh, matter in this, as the legislation does mention prosthetics specifically in a few key areas. So if we look at each of the of these two goals, um, what you know, what's happening to um, help ensure access to appropriate and safe care? Well, it requires uh, fairly stringent requirements be formalized into uh, the the legislation in a way that, frankly, most of this stuff already exists, but it's not codified in legislation. And this is very important to separate uh, prosthetic devices and orthotic devices, O&P, from durable medical equipment, DME. And Medicare tends to lump these things together. Uh, it, there's this whole area of Medicare called DMEPOS, DME, prosthetic, orthotics, and supplies. So DMEPOS, and it all gets lumped together. And actually, there's lots of fraud and abuse and a much lower level of, generally speaking, training and expertise required in the DME world and the supplies world than in O&P. And so um, there are stringent requirements here that the legislation um, would make clear, um, including prosthetic suppliers have to have a supplier number. Um, supplier numbers can't be issued if the supplier isn't licensed or accredited. The supplier number can't be issued if a supplier doesn't maintain an actual physical facility. Supplier number can't be issued if the supplier doesn't have proper insurance. And it prohibits prosthetic suppliers from having more than one supplier number with some limited exceptions. Um, now, all of these things, for the most part, a prosthetist who's getting uh, licensed and or accredited, they do this anyway. But it's important that it be in the legislation because one of the things that Medicare has failed to do over the last 18 years, Peggy, is uh, is actually implement um, a regulation that was uh, passed, I think, in 2000. Um, and uh, there have been different bodies, including the Office of Inspector General, I believe, that has instructed Medicare to follow through on this, and they never have. Um, and one, and one of the things that legislation does is it's intended to make sure that only licensed and accredited O&P providers are providing O&P care. And, um, there are ways in which people slip through the system at Medicare, um, and can provide O&P care, uh, without meeting all of these requirements. So having these things set up in law is an important thing. So that's the patient protection piece of this. Um, the other thing that it does, um, and this is really around the reducing fraud, waste, and abuse side, is it's prohibiting the drop shipping of custom items, either um, custom fabricated or custom fit orthoses or prosthetics, unless direct care is provided by someone qualified to provide it. Um, and what this means is that where a lot of fraud has occurred, and there was a huge, um, there was a huge highly publicized uh, bust uh, of a fraudulent scheme in the uh, in the bracing world where uh, items were just being drop shipped to patients and no one was involved. There's just the items get sent. It's mail order. You had two or three doctors um, basically running prescription mills for these companies where you had two or three doctors accounting for a statistically significant, like more than I think 30 or 40 percent of all wow. prescriptions for certain items in the country. Just insane stuff. Um, and so um, 
this bill would prohibit the drop shipping of custom items unless direct care by someone who's qualified is provided. And in the world of custom orthoses and prostheses, that means an actual certified or licensed prosthetist or orthotist involved in that care. Um, so uh, that that would help limit the, the fraud and abuse that has been a high area of focus uh, with uh, Medicare or actually health and human services investigators over the last few years. So the more stringent, to sort of summarize this, the more stringent requirements for prosthetists will protect patients from unqualified providers. Also helps distinguish OMP from DME, as I said before, by applying these higher standards and codifying them. Um, and the prohibition on drop shipping a prosthesis or a custom orthosis protects patients from unscrupulous individuals who bill but provide no care or training. And I can tell you, I have heard stories of um, of people who basically work out of their cars in certain parts of the country, and they will run into a skilled nursing facility and they will drop a prosthesis off. The patient doesn't even know really that they're there. They never get trained on it. And the prosthesis sits in the corner of the room. The patient now, quote, has a prosthesis. They've been delivered a prosthesis. They have no idea how to use it. They haven't been trained in it. And this is exactly the kind of thing that we can't have happen. Um, it protects Medicare from fraud and abuse. One other note on the drop shipping that's important. People might be saying, well, does that mean that now I can't get like sleeves or liners sent to me because my prosthesis is far away? Do I now have to go to my prosthesis physically to get that? And the answer is no. Um, supplies that don't require custom intervention and training, those could still be drop shipped. Um, we're really talking about custom fabricated items um, as opposed to. That's good to know because it would be a true pain if I had to process. go in every time I need a liner or something. Yeah, it would be. So why don't you talk, Peggy, now? This, this goes right back into your skill set and strength. How do we, as a community, uh, so the first uh, thing we to need to do is generate more support for this in the House. Um, we can do that through writing to your legislator and ask him or her, her directly to support HR 5262. You can make a phone call to their office. You can also use our template letter, which we have on our show notes, um, amplife.org. Um, you'll find the show notes. You can see the, the link for the call to action. You can click on our letter. You can customize it and then click on the find your U.S. representative button, find your representative and send it off there. Um, you can have your friends and family do the same. Send out an email. You know, the, the limb loss community needs your support. Talk to your support groups about this. Talk to your OMP providers about this. Share this podcast on your Facebook or social feed to try to gain momentum, try to gain some awareness about this issue. Um, we need more House support to get the companion bill in the Senate. So this is something that we really need the voice of the people to come and rally behind and let them know, you know, it's important to regulate this in smart ways. We need to have these safeguards to protect not only, you know, the payers, but from where we stand to really protect the community. Um, so again, please hop on our website, grab the template letter, send it off, follow up with some phone calls, rally your friends and family to get involved. And then if you have time, circle back to us and just let us know that you did it. And, you know, hopefully we can gain some momentum on this issue. Yep. 
So do you want to summarize uh, HR? So the main takeaway is that this is something that we really support because we believe that it will help the limb loss and limb difference community. Um, We need your support. Please get involved. Write to your legislature. Um, It goes with the delinking of the processes from the DMEs, which will improve long-term access to to these things and access to long-term care. Um, having only qualified individuals provide care uh, just makes common sense, really, but it's good to have that safeguard in, you know, on the books and recorded so that there is some follow-through should something happen. Um, and the prohibition on drop shipping protects amputees from unscrupulous individuals who really kind of prey on these situations where you have people who may not even know that they're getting billed, their name is getting billed for these devices that, that they can't use, don't use, are, are completely inadequate for them. Um, so it just makes sense to support this legislation. Please write to your legislature, make some phone calls, rally your friends. Let's get this done. Awesome. I'm, I'm just happy Great we have another summary. call to action. As I've always. been getting a little antsy to do something. So I know, you know, it's been a while. It's yeah. I, know. I was looking back on our website and the last thing is over a year ago because it's been in, in the world. And, of you know, we do have, we do a, a debt of gratitude quiet, to AOPA for really spearheading this and pushing this through and getting it as far as, as it did on behalf of their members, which is the OMP providers. Um, but now I really think that the patient voice needs to get involved and be heard on this issue as well. Yeah, this is one where our interests are aligned with those of um, the, the, the providers who take care of us and the manufacturers who make the components. This is, this is one that there's not a, there's no downside for us. And the nice thing about this message when you're talking to legislators is, uh, on the one hand, it's helping people with disabilities, people with limb loss, limb difference. And on the other hand, um, it's protecting Medicare. Those are things that should garner bipartisan support, even in a Washington that's as polarized as it has been the last few years. Yeah, so this is a no um, brainer on that, at exactly. least theoretically, we should be It'd able be to be hard rally, to come out rally, strongly uh, against this if you're an elected behind. official. So, but I think that they just need to hear the voice from, from the community that this is something that we want to see happen. All right, Dave, thank you for putting this together. I and I know me. you're, traveling right now and i appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to to help record this with me it is my pleasure and i'm thrilled that we were able to do it and we'll be back again next week with a new podcast so peggy until then have a good week bye